0: Yes to Jesus Beloved, your words The words that you speak forth in your life Are going to follow the vision that you have So we need to have God's vision Remember a couple weeks ago We talked about having God's vision Your words are going to follow Whatever vision you have And your destiny Is is going to follow your yes. Your destiny will follow your yes. Whatever you say yes to, whatever you choose to agree with, and it's all about attitude. It's all about attitude. It's the difference between Zechariah and Mary, and we're going to study that out today. Obviously, our words matter. Our words have power. The scripture tells us that they have power to give life or power to destroy. In Proverbs eighteen twenty one, it says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And it's your choice. The, power, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So we eat, we reap the fruit of our tongues, okay? So my tongue is going to come for, forth from the word of God. That needs to be our foundation, no matter what things look like. The words we speak actually usher in the promises of God in our lives. Our words, our wor- what are your words going to follow? Your words are going to follow whatever you meditate on. Right. So you might as well be meditating on the word because the word has only good things for you, okay. right? Yeah. So I'm going to meditate on the word. The yeah. words that we speak are actually prophecies. Think about it. Right. Right. The words that you speak are prophecies. They're prophecies over your own life, and their prophecies over those about whom you speak. You're always prophesying something. So you might as well be prophesying the goodness of God. You know? Right? I want to prophesy the goodness of God in my own life. I want to prophesy the goodness of God in your life. I want to prophesy the goodness of God in everyone in everyone's lives whom I meet. So the the words that we speak actually change destinies. They are so powerful. The words that you speak will change destinies. They'll change the destinies of your children. They'll change your destiny. You, You can take someone and start speaking the life of God to them, and you will see their destiny become victorious. All right? And that's what we're after in this life. Our spirits... Respond to God's word, because why? The word is alive. God's word is alive. It is active. The word says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God will help you divide in your life between carnal things, fleshly things, and spiritual things, the things of God. The word is alive and active, and if we focus on the word, if we meditate on the word, if we speak the word, we reap the spirit of God, the spirit of truth in our lives, okay? So we're going to look at a couple examples. Um, it's very obvious, and you'll, you'll see that it's very obvious after, as we go through these examples, you'll see that it's very obvious that our words have divine import. God cares about our words. God cares whether we're in agreement with him. Not in a wrathful way, but he wants the best for you. And he knows that the way for you to usher in his best in your life is to agree with him, right? So our words have divine import. Either our words are going to impart God's plan and provision, or they're going to uproot, okay? And we want impartation of God's plan and provision in our lives. So if the words that we speak are God's words, they actually dispatch angels, okay? They dispatch angels to come to our aid. Angels respond to the word. They will not respond to your humdrum. They will not respond to your complaining. They will not respond to your criticism. They will not respond to your crabbiness. You're you're just wasting time doing any of that. Those are idle words. Anything that doesn't agree with the word of God is basically an idle word. And I don't want to be accountable for idle words. (laughs) So the best way not to have to be accountable for idle words is to speak the words of God. The promises of God. When we speak the words of God, angels go forth to accomplish God's plan in our lives. So we're going to look at the example of Zechariah in Scripture. Luke 1, we're going to start, we're going to kind of chop it up a little bit, but we're going to go through 5 through 7, and then we're going to jump to 11 through 20. Luke 1, 5. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them, listen, these are upright, God-fearing people, okay? These are people who know the Lord. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. Verse 11. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. So this was an important birth. This was a major gate, a birth that was going to be a major game changer. Okay? For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Have you ever thought to claim that over your children and your grandchildren and your nieces and your nephews? that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. The Lord speaks to us spirit to spirit. Your babies can recognize the Spirit of God, whether you recognize them doing that or not. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. The spirit and power of Elijah. Elijah was another wild root, right? Not in a bad way, in a good way, right? He was going to bring change. He was going to help people turn back to the Lord to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. We want to be ready a people prepared for the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 18. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? Okay, now if you look that up in the Greek that's actually saying along the lines of what's my proof of this? Okay? And this is important because Mary says similar words but they're different in the Greek and they have a different meaning. But here, this meaning, it's what's the proof of this? In other words, how am I going to know the prou- the truth of this promise? Okay? So how do I know this promise has truth? Okay? So that that's the, um, the flair of that statement. I'll put it that way. Zechariah asked the angels, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, <coughs> because you did not believe my words. That might seem harsh in Zechariah's life, but it was not harsh for the destiny of the world. <coughs> Excuse me. You did not believe my words, which will come true, at their proper time. <coughs> <coughs> okay. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> no word of God. <coughs> oh, my. No word of God ever returns void. Luke 1, When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. You know you're supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice. <coughs> On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. Do you know that the traditions of men often fly in the face of the promises and the works of God? And we need to pay attention. We need to stay ready. We need to stay on guard. We need to stay alert. It is so easy to fall into the traditions of men, and sometimes not so easy to jump in the river of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> which in reality is the easiest thing you could ever do in your life, because that's where everything flows in, in God's goodness. But sometimes we're looking at the wrong things. We're measuring things by the wrong standard. Amen. We're looking this way instead of this way. Okay? Okay? We're not to worry about what men think about us, what women think about us. We are here to please the Lord. We are here to please God and him only. In doing that, our lives are blessed (coughs) and the lives of others become blessed through us. It's the only way, saying yes to God and not the traditions of men. No, he used to be called John, They said to her, there is no one among your relatives who has this name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet. And to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately, immediately, say immediately, Immediately his mouth was open and his tongue was loose and he began to speak, praising God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord, that when I follow you, when when I say yes to you, that your promises come to pass in my life. Praise you. The neighbors were all filled with awe and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be? Hallelujah. Beautiful, miraculous, wonderful. For the Lord's hand was with him. Praise you, Father. So, the angel of the Lord came to Zechariah to tell him that in his old age, and when he and his wife were beyond childbearing, He and his wife, Elizabeth, were going to have a son. This child, John the Baptist, would be a herald. He would be a voice crying in the wilderness of our great salvation, Jesus Christ. This is an important life. Your life is just as important. This child, John the Baptist, was going to change the world forever And he would point souls to Christ and eternal life. This child, John the Baptist, was a vanguard. He was a pioneer. He was a wild root. He was an agency of change. Hallelujah. He was a radical agency of change, he was the plan of God. He was the destiny of God for a generation and the destiny of God for this world. He was needed. He was needed. You are needed. He was needed to open the eyes of those in darkness. He was needed to change the status quo. Do you know that you are a status quo changer? Y'all ought to be a little more thrilled about that. (laughs) Just because a lot of you are in your 50s and 60s doesn't mean that you are not here to change the status quo. You are a change maker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John the Baptist was here to challenge the legalistic, the pharisaical traditions of this day of his day. The child John the Baptist would point the world to the coming king. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He would be the voice of God. He would be the voice of revival. He would be the voice of redemption. He would be the voice of reconciliation. He would be the voice of a whole new order, a whole new shift a whole new order in a crooked and depraved generation? Can you say, I want to be an usher in a whole new order in a crooked and depraved generation? Do you live in a crooked and depraved world? Is your goal any different than this goal that John the Baptist was birthed into this world to have? No. You have the same mission. You are intended to do the same thing in your world today. The same thing. And it it will depend on whether you say yes to God. It will depend on whether you say yes to his word rather than how can this be? is this really true? We know God's word is true. It is an absolute truth. There is no other truth outside of the word of God. Okay? We want to say, yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, I'm here to please you. Yes, Lord, I'm here to do your will. Yes, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever it means, whatever it looks like, I'm only here to say yes to you. Hallelujah. So I'm saying all this to point out how important your words are in your destiny, in the destiny of your family, in the destiny of your community, in the destiny of the world around you. You matter, and what you say matters. When Zachariah heard the promise of God, and he replied, How can this be? He was struck mute so that his doubt and unbelief could not interfere with the promises of God. Have you ever thought about that? Do you think God would have done it another way if he thought that that would be sufficient? Hello? You know? He wasn't out to make the guy mute. He was out to ensure destiny. His destiny. So obviously he thinks that words are pretty important or he wouldn't have had to do this. This wouldn't have had to even occur. So words matter. What you say every single day matters. Hallelujah. That's how critical sowing words of doubt, sowing Words that do not agree with Scripture, that do not agree with the heart of God, that do not agree with the Word of God, that do not agree with the intent of God. That's how important they are. And here's, a pr- here's an example out of the Scripture. God had a very important plan for John the Baptist to be born. And he obviously thought that Zechariah's words in response to God's revealed plan from, by the angel Gabriel that those words made a difference. He obviously thought they mattered, or he wouldn't have, to have, he wouldn't have had to cause him to be mute. Remember, God created the entire universe, the entire world, the heavens, everything that came into existence in the physical world. He created them with his words. Light be. So your words are a creative power for good or for bad, for life or for death. They are creative. Zachariah's mouth and his ability to speak, that creative force, was removed from him until the day of John the Baptist's birth because Zachariah's first words were words that were not in agreement with God. Am I being too tough on y'all today? No. Okay, good. Because in the end, it's not tough at all. In the end, it's life for every single one of us when we get this into our spirits. So Zachariah's words, they were not words of faith. And you know, honestly, it does not matter what you're facing in life. It does not matter how incredulous the promise of God may seem compared to your reality. You know, maybe in this physical world, you understand what I'm saying? Because we know that real reality is the spirit world, so don't, don't get confused there about what I'm saying. But when we have certain facts that we're looking at in our own lives, what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter how incredulous the promise of God might seem. We're not moved by what we see or feel. We're only moved by the word of God. We're only moved by the word of God. We want our words and our faith and our vision to come in line with the word of God. Okay? Our words matter. They change destinies. And just because we in a given situation, might be unaware of what our words are doing and what our words are changing. It doesn't change the fact that our words are changing destinies. See that? We may not always see it immediately. It doesn't change the fact that it's a truth. Okay? Okay, So, but let me give you this caveat also, because I don't want you all to think that you can't talk to... Get re- Receive good counsel. Does the word tell us to receive good counsel? Yes. It tells us to receive good counsel. So it doesn't mean that you can't talk about your issues to someone who is going to give you wordly advice. Not worldly <laughs> advice. <laughs> okay? So you are not meant to be an island. Nobody's meant to be an island. God puts us in families. He puts us in church families. He sent them out two by two. That wasn't so that they could walk side by side, never communicating with one another, right? So we are meant to get wise counsel, godly counsel from other strong believers, okay? So I just want you to understand that. But when I... Choose my response to a situation, I have to choose in faith. I have to choose in agreement with God. If I do that, I will receive His ultimate best in my life. I will. You understand that? You will receive His ultimate best when you choose in your words in agreement with God. When our words agree with Him, we get to receive His best future for our lives. Right? Nothing can stop that. So we're going to look at another example that was just as incredulous, the miraculous birth, as the miraculous birth of John the Baptist. Just as incredulous, just as unlikely, just as preposterous, as the birth of John the Baptist. It was just as hard to believe and in this situation, the results of the promise, the results of what the angel came to say, would result in personal shame, personal humiliation, fear of rejection for the person that was receiving the promise. Okay? Have you ever faced that in your life, where you're trying to do something that you think the Lord wants you to do, and you're ridiculed, you're persecuted, you're shamed by, by human beings, not by God? okay it's a hard spot to be it is a hard spot to be but we can put our hands in the hands of our father and know that it's going to be okay that all will be well so anyway in this situation the initial response by the person receiving the promise was to agree with God it was to agree with God when the angel Gabriel came to Mary to announce the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that she would have a son, she had a totally different response. And her words agreed with her words were submitted, her words were yielded to God. Luke 1:26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Maybe another person would have sort of, once they heard the promise, or the, what was going to happen, their destiny, once they heard that from the, from the angel, they might have sort of said, That's favor? You're putting me in a whole heap of hot water. Is what you're doing. And you're telling me I'm favored? (coughs) Do you see what I'm saying? (coughs) It doesn't look like favor to me. But the angel said she was favored. The angel said this is a good thing. Because I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ And it's an easy thing to do If there's anyone listening Who does not have Jesus Christ As their Lord and Savior All you have to do right now Repeat with me church In case there's someone out there watching That has not received Jesus As their Lord and Savior Jesus I receive you As my Lord and Savior today I believe that you are the Son of God I receive you I thank you Come into my life Show me the way to go. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I repent of my sins, and I turn to you in Jesus' mighty name. Well, you're saved. You're born again. If you said that prayer with your heart, you're born again. And if you contact River City Church, we'll send you material to help you grow. Okay. You will be with child, give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Okay, the meaning there is much different than the one in Zechariah. You can study it out. But she was basically asking, okay, how is this going to happen? She wasn't saying, how am I going to know the truth of what you're saying to me? She was saying, how is this going to occur? How is this going to come to about? Okay, that's the flavor of this one. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary, answered, May it be to me as you have said. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel of the Lord left her. If you can agree with this, say, Lord, seriously, Lord, Be it unto me as you have said. You have just spoken. If you said that, if you believed it, if you're committed to that, you have just spoken all the goodness of God into your life. So think about it. When Mary heard from the angel that she would be giving birth to the son of God. She was not yet married. She was just pledged. She was promised to Joseph. So probably at that time, the thought of becoming pregnant while unwed would have been very difficult for her. We all go through challenges in our lives. We all go through difficulties in our lives. And, and, and we look at those situations and we say, what am I going to do? Well, we're going to say yes to God. That's what we're going to do. So I'm sure that this whirlwind of, of challenging thoughts went through her mind and invaded her life at that moment when this was said to her. What are people going to think? How am I going to explain this? No one's going to believe me. Even if I do tell them the truth, they're not going to believe it, right? Have you ever been there? Yeah. Even though I tell them the truth, they're not going to believe this. You know, that's, in a, that's a whole nother lesson. That's like a whole nother sermon that we could go into because when God invades our life, this is an invasion of God's plan in this person's life. When God invades our life, what does it frankly matter what anybody else thinks? What does it matter? We, have, we, we all have like these natural anxieties when we face difficulties, when, when hard challenges come into our lives. And we need to push through them, and we need to know that God is with us, no matter what. God is with us, no matter what. She was probably thinking, you know, society's going to ostracize me. They're going to try to shame me. They're going to try to humiliate me. And yet, in that moment of time, this is a matter of seconds. This is a, this is a, this is a, a small conversation here. Not small in import but small in time. But in fleeting seconds following this news that she received, her response was yes. Be it unto me as you have said, Lord. Whatever you say, Lord, I am yielded. Her response of being yielded to the word of God immediately, think about this, it immediately set in motion the heart of God here on this earth. You can immediately set in motion the heart of God on this earth because you say yes to your father, because you say yes when the word of God comes to you, because you agree with God. You immediately, you, 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 all of you, Set in motion the destiny of God here, now, in this time when it's desperately needed. Every single one of us can be an agent of the Father. You are intended to be an agent of the Father. And it's not supposed to be a secret. (laughs) You're not supposed to be a secret agent. Just go on out there, full force, baby. (laughs) I'm here to represent Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to make him known. (laughs) But her yes brought divine destiny to a natural world. Ultimately, ultimately, listen, her response allowed the supernatural workings of God to be poured out into the human race, to be poured out in the natural. We can say yes to the supernatural of God, or we can say no. It's really our choice. Everyone wants to know why, why you know, not everything on this earth is the way God wants it. Because people say no all the time. But we're here to say yes. Yes. We're here to say yes. Hallelujah. Jesus would come to earth as a man because of this yes. Because of this yes. The plan of God. Being submitted. Being yielded. Jesus would come to this earth as a man. God in the flesh. Think about it. Because of a little girl's yes. And age doesn't matter, by the way. You're not too old, you're not too young. But because of her yes, the supernatural heart, the supernatural power, the divine giftings, the love of God, the victory of light over darkness, the defeat of Satan, that only this supernatural plan could achieve. Only this supernatural plan, and I'm not going to go into all the details of that, but this is the only plan that would work because of all that had gone on before. Only. Only her yes Would allow the coming of the Holy Spirit to be with us today. Only her yes. You will never know, you will never know how much your yes to God, has changed the world. You will never know how much your yes to God has encouraged another life. You will never know how much your yes to God has been a blessing in someone else's life. You will never know how much your yes to God has picked someone up out of the pit and released them from the hell of darkness into the light of his glorious life. The life of his glorious light. Your yes to God matters. It changes things. It makes a difference. Hallelujah. Her yes, Mary's yes, showed us how to walk in the commission of God in the same way that she did. She had a commission. You have a commission. Looking at Mary, looking at what she did, shows us how to walk in the commission that God has for us. You see that? Hallelujah. It challenges us. Her simple little yes as a young person challenges us to say the same yes the same way Mary did. To say yes, send me. Yes, I'll do it. I'm not going to question. I'm just going to follow your will. I'm just going to make you happy, Lord. I'm just here to please you, Lord. I'm just here to do what you want me to do. Hallelujah. Her yes has allowed us all those years ago. All those years ago. It's still having ramifications in the world. For every new person that becomes a believer, it, it it's it, you understand? It's still it's still affecting the world. Your yes can affect the world forever and ever and ever. Your yes to God. Her yes to God gave us the opportunity to live in open heavens. Her yes to God gave us the opportunity to come up higher. Her yes gave us the opportunity to know the fullness of Christ in our own lives. You know? It allowed us to receive every spiritual blessing in Christ. Her simple yes gave us that opportunity. Rather than be subjected to the curse of sin and darkness that surround this world and the chaos of this world, it secured for us the opportunity to walk into the throne room. It secured for us the opportunity to go behind the holy of holies with Jesus Christ. Do you know your yes does no less? So good. Your yes does no less. Your yes does the same thing. Your yes to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Her yes allowed us to embrace relationship with Jesus, to come in communion with the Father. Her yes allowed us to become ambassadors of Christ in this day, today. Hallelujah. Her yes changed lives forever and ushered the destiny of God into this world. Hallelujah. So what doors are you going to open what opportunities are you going to make for other people? What miracles in your yes, what miracles are you going to usher in? What wonders are you going to usher in? What healings are you going to usher in? What provision in somebody's life and you, your own life are you going to usher in by your yes to God? Think about it. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with our Lord. Nothing. Your yes to God, your private individual yes to God will change this world forever in ways that you may never know. For his glory. Not our own glory, right? For his glory. Praise you, Father. So, beloved, we must say yes to God according to his word. Amen. So be it unto me according to your word. Hallelujah. So that's what the Lord had me share with you today. Lord,